Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you're doing well in this craziness of mid-December. I'm here with James Ross, lead pastor, Church on Bayshore, co-host co of, of Boggy Talk. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I could tell that you uh, are a little tired, which is our topic today. Yeah. By the fact that you didn't say like, hey, hey and welcome to Boggy is, Talk. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I don't think you ever say it like I that. I think it's but. just because I came from this morning. Came from a Christmas party where oh, there's food, yes. so I'm like on a sugar oh, no. crash, Ooh, like carbs. breakfast Christmas party. It was like Yikes. it was good, great food with um, our benevolent center of hope team. Yeah, but I think I'm also on that like, all right, my body's not used to eating that like that amount of carbs mm-hmm. in the in the morning, so I'm a little sugar. You crash. know, there are some days where because I get up pretty early and mm-hmm. you know I start my day at five o'clock yep. and, and take the kids to school, then go to the gym, then. Um, do stuff and we have meetings and it's like three o'clock and I'm like, you know, that's, I'm pretty much done yeah. guys. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Brain dead. So, Body's yeah. like, yep. Give me dinner. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. And then yeah, I still have like six hours of stuff to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> it never stops. Uh, never it's, stops. It's a lot of stuff. Until it's we tell it to stop because we're done. Mm, well, mm, hey, that's kind of what we're talking ahead about. ahead of the game there, Justin. That's what we're talking about today in the middle of December. It's the most exhausting time of it the is. year. That's right. It's the most wonderful, most exhausting time of the year. It's funny because um, every time I hear that song, that's the most wonderful time of the year. I go back to so I grew up in the era. And I grew up in the church era of uh, youth choirs, and our youth choir went on like a tour at Christmas, and we did like we had like straight up like choreography with presents singing. It's the most. It was like show car youth wow, choir. I'm not kidding. Wow, wow. So um, we, we've I've seen Opus at several Christmas parties. <laughs> if you it know was what that very Opus much is. like that. Yeah, I was like ju- I've said I'm like Justin would be at Opus. Opus is way better than my youth choir. Okay, uh, was, I bet. I mean, I I'm bet. sure we were good as a, you know, but you would be, you would be great in Opus. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you'd be really old now, yeah, but, you know. but <laughs> those who don't know what Opus is, it's like the, the top choir, twi- you know, choir at, Niceville. at Niceville and, and they, they sing a lot of Christmas and they do, and they're wonderful and they, they work hard and they're great. But, um, yes, I would have eaten that up as a high school student. Uh, but those, those days that ship has sailed. So a long, a long time <laughs> ago, right. Pastor Justin. Yeah. A long time ago. So, uh, yeah, we are talking about, uh, this time of year is wonderful and there's so much expectation mm-hmm. there's so many things to do there's parties for hosting marshmallows for <laughs> toasting and caroling out in the snow nice. scary ghost stories which i don't understand nice. why that's part of christmas and yeah. tales of the glories of christmas is long long ago which ultimately can that's be impressive because I, I i'm doing the choreography in my head oh, okay 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 <laughs> um but do people, also, wait, wait, wait. Marshmallows for roasting? Like, is that a Christmas thing? And, and scary ghost stories. I don't know. I guess so. I guess in Florida it is because it's just like great. Does it say scary ghost stories in <laughs> yeah, that song? Yeah, scary ghost stories and tales of glories of Christmas is long, long ago. Weird. I don't know. It, it is weird. Christmas songs are straight up weird sometimes. We're having a deconstruction moment right here. <laughs> I feel like Christmas is a lie now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a lie. Just kidding. Um, But- all these things add I gotta, up to be. I gotta, I gotta research that. Yeah, it really is. I'm not making those. No, I do no. make up lyrics yeah, sometimes, yeah, but yeah. Uh, those, mm-hmm. those not made up. So I don't know why. Um, probably should figure that out. But you just make up lyrics whenever you sing Bethel songs. No, <laughs> that's that's make up scripture. Sorry, that's make up scripture. <laughs> oh, <fires. laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Anyway, back to the craziness of speaking the of exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Being a co-host with James Ross, uh, trying to stay on track. <laughs> why? Why is this what should be? What in our minds mm. is this magical, mm. wonderful mm. time of year uh, end up being so hectic and busy? Why do we mm. do this to ourselves? Mm. Um, I've been thinking about that this week because 
I last year at this time, I remember being like tired, bah, overwhelmed, oh, and stressed. Sorry, I really sorry. was kind of like, yeah. ah. And I was like, I'm not gonna be that way this year. And it's really been fine up until this week. And then this week I'm like, ah, there's so much. I'm like, okay, I gotta pause. What's going on? And it comes back to it's it's busyness. So yeah. let's let's talk through why why are not just we, but we collectively so busy. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's not just Christmas though, but but Christmas yeah. time, I think it's like all the other stuff is still going. Yes. And then we add all this other stuff. And then we add all this other stuff and we're eating like trash. <laughs> and like a second breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And a third breakfast. Yeah. Oh, and you brought food in today and too. And I think we're like trying to get a lot done before the year's mm -hmm. over so that we can have like a break and we yes. feel that pressure, right? Like Absolutely. Trying to yeah. get ahead, trying to catch up, trying to get ahead and then adding new things on top of things that are still continuing. And I, I, I I feel like assessment. for me, some of my job is like getting things out there for people to do their jobs because they can do their job better if they know what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, like, I feel like the crunch of getting all that done now, you know, so that when you return to the office on January 3rd, you <laughs> are like, oh, here we go. Let's and roll. start thinking about some things yeah. for the first time in a <laughs> yeah, long time. Like, oh, like, yeah. Oh, what this is this? where my desk is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But if I don't like, you know, send you guys stuff, then otherwise. So, yeah. But, but I think in general, I think, you know, the issue is like, we're just all we're an epidemic of people feeling exhausted from busyness. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think it's a lot of different things. I think that, yeah, I think that expectation is a problem when we put expectations on ourselves that aren't uh, imposed by God. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're trying to do them to meet people's expectations that are unrealistic. That's a challenge. And then I also think unplugging, unwinding mm -hmm. is not easy anymore. It is not easy anymore because even when we do have a moment of stillness or quiet, I mean, our, we are now at this stage of life with this, with phones, like yeah, we are just yeah. to like impulsively like, I need to look at something on my phone and it's like our minds don't get true mm -hmm. rest. Our bodies mm -hmm. aren't getting true rest because then when we, when we are still, we think, well, what's everybody else yeah. doing and what am I missing out on? And how is everybody else's life so mm -hmm. much more magical than mine? And right. we start comparing. I think part of it too, goes back to, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We're <laughs> magical. just, this magical life, you know, they just, everything seems so magical. I like them. that you're just looking at my Instagram, which is virtually non-existent. <laughs> like James's life is so much more magical in this way. <laughs> That's Right. I, I need to be as magical as him. I want to be as magical as <laughs> anybody ever described you as magical. Yeah. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. but you were just we're in a hurry, we're busy. And I go back to, you know, like why do we feel the need to do this? And I think I go, you know, we said this a few weeks ago, we're afraid to be still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. afraid that we're confronted with like what we're we're trying to compensate for this mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. And um and I think we don't have to convince people that they feel busy because I think no, people no. feel busy. I think what we do need to address is why and what's in our control. Uh, you know, there are some things that fall on our plates, whether it's family, whether it's um, work that are a little bit outside of our control. But what is inside our control is how we respond to those things. Mm -hmm. But then there are things that we are stressing ourselves out by mm -hmm. saying yes to things mm -hmm. because we don't have clear mm -hmm. boundaries. Um and so how do we really try, mm -hmm. make effort to mm -hmm. not feel so overwhelmed and be so busy during C this time? Can I say the two real problems with this? Because yeah. it's like, who really cares, right? Like the two problems with being so busy. Number one is longevity. So mm, ultimately, if you're running at a pace, you can't keep going. Like, you know, yeah. so so think about life as a marathon. And if you're sprinting, um, 
You're not going to be able to keep going. So you got to figure that out. And then the second would be that, um, you know, if you're stretched too thin, then you're not present enough in the situations. And so the quality, Mm -hmm. quantity gets in the way of quality. So I think that's the two things. So, so what do we do? I guess, you know, um, well, well, I would say, you know, it is good that there's a tension there because if you're not feeling any business, you're probably not doing the things you should be doing right. for the Lord uh, as a believer. And I and I do think this is heightened among Christians because there's an extra amount of space to church and church things mm-hmm. that, um, you know, get in there. Um, so I would just say, if you feel balanced, you're probably out of whack. <laughs> if you're not, yeah, if you feel like you just got it all under control, yeah, something yeah. may not be going mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think, you know, simplifying this priorities are the key. Uh, and so I, I'll just kind of list those priorities and maybe chime in, um, not in any particular order, but I do think physical health, uh, is incredibly valuable because, um, it enables you to, uh, handle busyness. Right. More. Right. And so we're talking about getting the rest you need, but also being active, yep. you know, yep. and exercising, eating which, healthy. Yeah. Eating healthy. Like it doesn't mean you don't eat some great, delicious terrible for you stuff, but that's not all you eat, you know, during this time. Um, And I think what one of the things we understand a little bit more now, but is how much the physical impacts, everything's tied together, how how what you do physically does impact you and these other other ways we're going to talk about, really like take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, Do get rest, you know, Mm -hmm. put the phone down, turn the TV off, go to sleep, get up, go whatever you need to do to be active is incredibly important because I think that's one of the first things we usually starts to sacrifice in these in these times of being overwhelmed as we think we can continue to operate uh, without rest, without activity. And you can for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but eventually it does catch up to I you. I mean, we we know that like a professional athlete, if he's a little heavy, like it's harder to pl- perform. But same with us, like if we're a little heavy, and I mean, I am a little heavy, but, you know, degrees of that, like, I mean, the heavier we are, over more overweight we are. So that's how I should say that. Um, you know, the, the, the harder it is to make it through our day. And so, I mean... We got to acknowledge this, you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, exercise is important. And then also yeah. emotional health, mm. um, uh, you know, and I would just say, you know, we need people in our life who pour into us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We need people. We're designed that way. Um, and we need people who 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 pour into us. And then we, as, as a response to that, should be giving ourselves away as well. Yeah. Um, and but th- if, if we're giving ourselves away all the time and not and not being poured yes. into by others, that's Ooh, not healthy. Then it's dangerous because then yeah. you do feel burned out and you get mad at people. And then when people do have legitimate needs, you they come to you and and you have nothing to give and you treat them as a burden rather than their burden as a burden. And uh, and so it's just well, that's good. Ooh, I thought it was a little poetic. Good, you know, like we just have to like. Yeah, you got to have some boundaries there um, emotionally. I think that is boundaries are huge. Mm. Uh, you have to mm-hmm. be able to um, have something to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. You know, I mean, and I would say with this, like, don't don't try to base it off of like what you see the girls doing on Instagram. Just have people. It doesn't have to look like. Don't have expectations for it. Just have people who pour into you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because we do idolize community. Oh you know yeah, I mean? we're like yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So so then there's also intellectual health. Yeah. You know, just keeping our minds sharp. Yep. I think, man. I think you have. Well, this is a challenge because a lot of people are like, well, I don't like to read. I don't like. Well, five. What does challenge you intellectually? Um, whether it's reading or. Crosswords. I don't know yeah. what else you do, to, but Did I mean, you say crossword puzzles. Yeah, okay. that challenge, yeah, I mean, that challenges you, but I mean, read. We should yeah. be people who read. And if you don't like Sudoku, to read, listen. Sudoku. Yeah. Uh, how's it? I mean, how? Yeah. I don't even know how to say Mahjong, it. Sudoku. Bridge. Um, Taipei. 
<laughs> something, dominoes, checkers, <laughs> chess. Yeah. Um, but I think if you don't like to read, listen, because yeah. everyone can listen. Yeah. And yeah. wow, we live in at a day and age where it's so easy to read because we can listen. It's filling you up. Um, and just just have your mind sharpened, you know, challenged. Uh, read read things that challenge the way you think, whether it's a book on, you know, nonfiction, if it's a leadership book or a book on, uh, you know, something related to the Bible or even just some good fiction can challenge you and mm -hmm. how you, you know, see the world mm -hmm. and experience the world. Yeah, ever so, since I started it. reading Harry Potter, I see the world differently. <laughs> yeah. And you just, I was after you finished the, the full left behind series yes, for yeah, the third yes, time. Yes. Uh, that's right. Yes. We've been uh, tracking the reading plan in our life group and uh, we've, Gone through Revelation, yeah, and we yeah, have we have I'm referenced so those a lot as uh, not a great guide to yeah, no. Revelation. So, and then spiritual health, of course. Yes, do it. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, in the word. Yes, in the word more, and then yeah. in the word, I mean, worship. Yes, having quiet. I think that's. Um, this goes back to the rest, like the spiritual rest, just having time to uh, be quiet before the Lord uh, in prayer, meditation on scripture. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and he was talking about rest. And he's like, so we're actually going to like, just have 30 seconds of quiet. Don't, don't did pause. You fast don't no, I oh, didn't. Okay. And yeah. I was, I was driving, so it wasn't super quiet, but it was like, I found myself even in just 30 seconds of just quiet, like intentionally thinking, I'm not going to, Think about something else. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just focused on the Lord. It was ba wonderful. Boggy Talk listeners do not understand what 30 seconds of quiet means, <laughs> but we're going to give it to them. Ready? <laughs> we're going to do it. Ready? Go. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> so weird it's so awkward it's so awkward and people are watching us there's people it's watching so us it's so awkward with someone else okay. in the room so, we, right, need, so we need hey, to preach practice what we preach so hey just at the end of this you can recover yes that's uh, right by having 30 seconds of, but really just taking time to yeah. rest chill the word saturate your mind your heart let it you know move from your mind into your heart and so that we live out scripture you know yeah. um yeah, that's just, that's key. So what I'm hearing is the best defense is a good offense. Yeah, be prepared. Yeah. You know, we talked about, um, we talked about in our life group, actually, um, in Revelation, John records, this is a call for the be endurance prepared. of the saints. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call for the endurance of the saints and how we think mm. of endurance mm. as, mm. we think of endurance as like, I'm in the midst of something, I just have to keep Man going, up, keep going, keep going. Up. And that is a piece of it. Yeah. But uh, we also have someone in our life group who like does competitive like Ironman and triathlon. So I asked him, I said, no, you can't do that if you haven't prepared. So a piece of endurance is the preparation for endurance. And so I asked him to talk about, you know, his regimen and, you know, like to prepare to endure, like he's going to bike a hundred miles a day, Ooh. you know, like on a stationary bike to get, to condition themselves. And yeah. I think that's mm. what mm. we, we know mm. inevitably mm. there are times in our lives when Things are going to be hard. Things are going to be mm. difficult. We're going to be tested. Uh, our faith is going to be tested. Our, our, I mean, just no matter the circumstances. And we are called to endure, and mm. we cannot endure if we haven't trained for endure. Mm. We, excuse me. We cannot mm. endure well mm. if we have not endured and prepared to endure. So prepare well, to endure. You know, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but I would just say, you know, we emphasize like the basics of Christianity, the discipleship essentials at our church. And that's why we do this. Cause what we're trying to say in that is we're trying to say, you know, worship, grow, serve, give, reach. Like, in your life, you have to choose, like, what are the mm -hmm. things that are priority to me? And so as a believer, like being someone who worships Jesus and then gathers 
you know, with your life and then gathers mm-hmm. together for corporate worship. Someone who's growing in the word and is growing with other believers. Someone who says, hey, I know I need to be, I'm a servant and I need to serve others and serve my church and someone who's generous and then someone who's trying to share the gospel. Like, I think if you put those things as a priority and kind of submit everything else to that, it will be amazing to see how, you know, putting God first really gives you the wisdom, the 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 ability to handle uh, all the things life throws at you. And I think that comes from really like all that is kind of the culmination of like when you experience, like when you experience life as God's designed it, like these essentials are kind of how we frame it, you know, worshiping, yeah. is, you know, growing, like the rest that comes from the whole like mm, being like aligned with like the purposes yeah. and plan of God, the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can be, you can be at rest, but be fully active. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. And I think that rest comes when we are just like, this is what I'm made for. You know, like the, he does that in us. And I think that's kind of what we're hitting at. Like, you know, like God created us to know him, to enjoy him forever. And we don't have to wait for heaven for that. And how do we do that here on earth to see his kingdom come, his will be done. We submit our lives to him. We say, Lord, you are Lord of every piece that's of it. Uh, help me, help me. To honor you, and then He gives us rest. Yeah, can I can I say one more thing? Yeah, I guess so. Um, thank you. Um, also, embrace the seasons. Ooh, yeah. Like sometimes life is slower, and don't be like, "Oh, life is too slow right now." When mm. you know it's about to ramp back up. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I mean, just it's kind of like you know, you think about a long run. If there's a hill hills in the run, mm-hmm. like you know, hey, you you you're gonna kind of coast a little bit. Yeah. And you might be like, well, I need to pick up the pace. It's like, but a hill's about to come. So mm-hmm. stay steady at that pace. You yeah. know, like um and I would just say, you know, embrace the seasons and know like, you know, when when a season's tough, like is there an end in sight? I think when there's not an end in sight, that probably is time to say, okay, we got to readjust something here. Yeah, so, absolutely. Anyway. Well, hey, this is going to take us into some questions. And the first question is really, I think, very much tied to what we've been talking about. The first question is this, how do I uh, say yes and no to a- any time, but specifically this time of yeah. year? Mm. Um it's it's pretty hard say yes mm-hmm. no I'm just mm-hmm. kidding uh, uh, that is a great question and I can I can approach it from uh, my you know I think all of us are have an easier or more difficult time uh, with this uh, based on our personalities mm-hmm. uh, and you know I'm like middle child so it's it's sometimes it's hard for me to say no mm-hmm. uh, but. I think this comes back to having boundaries, like mm-hmm. prioritizing what's most important. And ultimately, uh, you have to make those decisions. And if you don't, you will end up mm-hmm. burned out. You will feel like you have to please mm-hmm. everyone. And you have to rest in the fact that you can't make everyone happy. You can't do everything for everyone. You can only be faithful mm-hmm. uh, with what God's entrusted you mm-hmm. with and roll with that. Um I think this time of year, it's especially hard because we feel the pressure to be everywhere and a part mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um and you just have to say, you know what? I have limits. And if I push past what I know I can do, mm-hmm. I'm going to get whacked mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I'm going to be out of balance. I'm going to be cranky and be tired. My my heart isn't going to be right. Mm-hmm. We just have to learn to do it. It's hard to learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a few things here. I think no K-N-O-W, whether you're a no person or a yes person, because mm-hmm. there are yes people who are like, yeah, I'll do all the things. And there are people who are like, I don't want to do any of the things. Mm-hmm. And so you you need to lean in to the other way. And then, you know, if the Lord has given you a spouse who is the opposite, that's a blessing uh, to just kind of navigate it. If you're the same, then you probably need some other people to kind of give you some wisdom yeah. there and help. Um, I think also something to realize, you know, uh, 
one time, you know, Christy and I were talking about stuff and I was almost like frustrated because I felt like, like she's not as strong as I am and being able to do all these things. And finally she was like, okay, which, you know, obviously she has strengths I don't have, but she's like, okay, fine. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't go at the pace you go at. Like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. it's like, yeah, you're That's right. A That's point. a great point. Like uh-huh. it, I was feeling superior because I could go at this pace and she couldn't. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, you know, so like, are you going to keep going at that pace and me not be with you or, you know, like not like divorce, but you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great point. And so I think, I think it's kind of that recognition of who the people are in our lives. Cause I do think sometimes the tension is we're pulling our family with us at a pace mm-hmm. that they can't keep up with, yeah. especially if we have kids, you yeah. know, young kids, they and can't keep up. No, they can't. And then it's, then, then they melt down when we're somewhere yeah. and then we get mad at them. And it's like, we're actually, they're doing this because they're exhausted. That's a and lot of issues with teenagers today. Yes, honestly, I agree. The they just going need, at. And we have, we have had that conversation with our, with our oldest who's, you know, who gets it. Honestly, he's a social guy. He wants to yeah. be with his friends. We're like, Hey, you, you got to think through, Hey, you got to say no to something so you can say yes to the best things because yep, right. if you don't rest, like, you know, as parents, you know, like you're going to give your best as a teen, like you give your best to your friends. You're not going to be yeah. a jerk to them, Like you're going to come right. home and, and I do this the same. So it's not just, it's not him with the character thing. It's just like, we give our worst sometimes to the people closest to us. And we've got, we, not that we should give our worst to anyone, but we need to not do that. And we do yeah. that with boundaries. I think, um, no, like you said, know, know your default and mm-hmm. lean into the opposite. Um, and if you really struggle with this, um, like talk to someone about it. And I yeah. think one thing that has been really helpful for us is that, um, you know, we, this year we synced up calendars, Google calendars, and we see everything. And so like, I can look at the calendar before I even, someone even asked me mm-hmm. said, I can look at the calendar mm-hmm. and see what Christy has mm-hmm. going on, what our kids are going on and be like, I don't think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think too, we tried, I mentioned this last week, like we tried to even for this time of year, like ask our kids what's important to Mm. you, what's most important to you. Mm. And let's go ahead and put that on the calendar Mm, so that we don't say yes to all the things that everybody else needs from us without saying yes to these. And these are things that are like, don't take a lot of time. Yeah, Like, hey, it's really important that one night we go ride in the van and drink Mm -hmm. hot chocolate and watch lights. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's do Mm -hmm. it. Let's make sure we're doing it. Not, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it's, oh man, it's tomorrow's Christmas and we Mm -hmm. didn't do that. It's weird that I get in the van with you guys, but yeah. (laughs) Because Christy's (laughs) like, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I ride around with you guys and sing in the back, but uh, yeah, no, that's well, well put. I, I, you know, I I would also just say like, uh, I think reflecting is always good because that's kind of how you're going to make those mental notes or even physical notes to not do the same thing again the next year. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that was too much. And you got to remember that yeah. and not put yourself in that same situation. You know, and you just really have to know, like, at that point, your limit. So we do Christmas Eve here. I know, I mean, they don't say this anymore, but I know our parents wanted us to come to like their place for mm-hmm. Christmas. We're just, it's, we just can't. can't. We're not going to do it. We do Christmas Eve. It's a priority in my job. I mean, it's like the Super Easter is the Super Bowl. This is our second Super Bowl. I don't know mm-hmm. what that would be. Kickoff day. I don't it's know. It's the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, anyway, so like, you know, I'm done at seven or whatever. And we're not driving that night. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going the next morning. And so, you know, we love you. Like, yeah, it just changes. There's some things. sentimentality that's different. Yeah. Our, now our family chooses to come here, but um, you know that there's. I I know that that's more of a ministry specific thing, which some of you are in that, but others like you know you just have to mm-hmm. say this is a part of our life and. 
You know, it's, it, it's it all good. Is what it is. Yeah. If you have fur, if you want specific scenario advice, we're yeah, available. Absolutely, we happy to talk through yeah. stuff or or say, hey, you should talk to this person about this because they'll yes, give you even a, better that's insight. True. That's true. We'll um, probably do that. Yeah. So, uh, what do I say? Next question. What do <laughs> I say this question when someone says "Happy Holidays"? Um, yeah. Uh, what do you, what do I say when someone says happy Merry holidays? Christ mass. That's what you say. I heard you the other day say, that. <laughs> just kidding. But I think you just say, I think I said that too. You know, uh, I, I don't know. Thank like, you. Yeah. Just Merry every- Christmas. I mean, you know, I might say Merry Christmas. I, I don't know. I don't like think about it. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's her generation. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just, it's not offensive to me because there's a lot of holidays and I think it's just it's there's Christmas and there's New Year's and then we're kind of in between Thanksgiving. You this know, person just, is not going to give their life to Jesus by me making the distinction and Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just like uh, making sure, you know, you and I think what Christ. happens is that some people are like, they'll say that and be like, I shared the gospel. <laughs> 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 you know, you're like, I, I did share Christ. <laughs> yeah. I said Merry Christmas. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, be, what do you say? I, whatever you say, say it with so much love and grace, you know, like whether it just say, thank you. You too. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, thank you. You, know, you too. Yeah, yeah. I hope you have a great holiday too. Make like, my food faster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anything else to add to that? I don't want to dismiss it, but also like, because it's legit. I think people feel pressure, but just be genuine and kind. That's what we can do. Yeah, I would say that person probably wouldn't say anything otherwise. So it's not like they're replacing Christmas right. with happy holidays. They're yeah. just, you know, yeah, saying and, happy holiday. I'm like, so they're wishing you... Like, good. Like, why are you, why are you so yeah. chill out? And so, you know, and honestly, if you're at the checkout and they say that they've probably been told by the store manager, this is what they have to say, which came from court, you know? So like, just yeah, be mad be, at them. Stick it to the man. Yeah, not, that's not the right. Girl right cashing, on, get on, not get the 16 year old. It's I know. Get you know, online and write a, write scanning a your spam and <laughs> your spam. Cause everyone buys and your that. seltzers, your spam and your seltzers. <laughs> spam <laughs> seltzer. Okay. We got time for All one right. more or no? Uh, I have no idea how long we've been going. So, uh, all right. So it was 11 seconds longer than normal. Cause right, we yes, did the 11 right. second, 30 so, second pause. Um, I think let's, uh, let's save this question for okay. next time because I think it's a little longer question. So, okay. all right, we're going to move on to the game. So I thought it'd be funny to, do you stress uh, out about gift giving? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, in the, in our family of Christy and I, and she would agree with this. Like she's really good at the, like, Hey, we're doing this as a family together. Like the things that we like the activities, uh, she's good at remembering stuff okay. like that. And I'm more of like, Oh, this is a cool gift. And then she would admit that, uh, I, I like it, but also our random Amazon packages showing up at your house. And <laughs> basically I'm like, like, don't Justin, open that one. Don't Justin's, open that one. Yeah. Well, it's, they're all marked for people, you know, yeah, like we've okay. got the, you know, kids we got to buy for. So I thought it would be funny. Do you wrap them or leave them in the Amazon packages? We wrap them. I'm just teasing. <laughs> we do. We, we, we do take, <laughs> that step <laughs> I, I, is Christy like is a procrastinator just she's gonna put things off and so like I want like all the presents under the tree wrapped as like uh, decoration which our kids would probably get our yeah. four-year-old would get into anyway yeah so I'm like why are they as decoration Man. but they're like boxes that in our room ship sailed a long time yeah, for us yeah. we're like no, usually Christmas like See? E finishing up and also this year we have a dog so it's like just pointless Ooh, to wrap anything so anyway yeah. I thought it would be funny okay sorry. so look back at the Christmas you're like let past. me play the game <laughs> it's a game let me right, do the game so I've got the number one toys of Christmas past and I'm going to give a, a somewhat vague description, okay. and I'll also give you the year. Thank you. The year. So will some help. of these are old, like number one. But you're going to be surprised at like how old some of these okay. are. Okay. Okay. So number one toy, Christmas toy of the year, 1920. <laughs> All right, Slinky. <laughs> Originally, oh. a book character. 
This doll was created by a political cartoonist named Johnny Gruel. By 1920, two signature handmade dolls Cabbage Patch doll. were sold alongside the book. It's a brother oh. and sister. Jack and Jill? Nope. Brother and sister dolls. Raggedy Ann. Oh, Raggedy Ann wow. Andy. I forgot she even existed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like Andy. Raggedy Andy? Raggedy Ann and Andy. There was a Raggedy Andy? That's the boy. You I know? did not know that. Look at 1920 being progressive. All right. Had a boy and a girl doll. Yeah, yeah. If it was progressive, it just had a girl doll. <laughs> That's true. All right. Or, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. All right, moving okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So moving up just a year, 1921. John Lloyd Wright, son of the famous architect Frank Lloyd Wright, okay, I was going to say, invented these after noticing a foundation of interlocking beams on a Tokyo hotel that his father had designed. Legos. You're on the right track. It's Co not clear connect or whatever. It's not clear whether the name of this toy was named Jenga. by a famous president. Or, Lincoln Logs. There you go. Lincoln Logs. Or Wright's original name. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln Logs. Good, good. Yeah, right. okay. Okay. Isn't that crazy? The Lincoln Logs are 100, 101 years man, old. Man, they missed out on an opportunity to celebrate their 100th anniversary last year because um, I don't remember seeing that, but mm. I also wasn't looking. So, mm. all right. Moving up, 1925. All right. The, uh, this idea was actually inspired by a former political leader. It began when Nazi. <laughs> uh, it began with a political cartoonist depicted this leader who actually refused to shoot a black bear that had been tied to a tree by his expedition team. Okay. Upon seeing the cartoon, a candy shop owner made stuffed animals with his wife, created this animal, and named it after this famous incident. Teddy bear. Yeah, teddy bear, teddy bear named okay. after Teddy Roosevelt, Got who it. Yeah. couldn't kill a bear. Oh, wow. All right, I that's 1925. That. I did not know all that. I figured teddy bears were a lot older than that. Yeah, me that, too. But, me too. I mean, it makes sense. They're named after Teddy Roosevelt. All right. <laughs> they were just bears before them. All right, so stuffed here bears. we go. Moving up to 1937. Mm, it's a big oh, jump Got to turn the page here. Okay. The world's first, mo well, excuse me, no, I got to rephrase this. The world's most famous board game. Monopoly. Yeah, it almost didn't come to be. According to legend, Parker Brothers first passed on Monopoly when it was pitched to them by creator Charles Darrow. Uh, probably mm. because it was 1937 and they were just coming out broke. of the depression. Everybody's like, broke. Can't afford this. Yeah, boardwalk was like three bucks. All right, so this is this is moving on. Up. Have the values of that went up over time on, uh, I'm on Monopoly? I'm like, I bet. Like, I mean, I don't know. The boardwalk board is like $1.2 million. <laughs> I was about to say, like, growing up, it was like $400. Park, park so now place, it's better yeah, be. yeah. All right, so now we're I moving I can't even up. afford to live in Marvin Gardens. <laughs> what was the uh, the first one? <laughs> Atlantic <laughs> Avenue? Yeah, the, the Baltic, Baltic Avenue. Baltic, like, oh, Baltic sounds like a place you don't want to be, right? <laughs> that's, uh, okay. that's, that's my neighborhood right there. All right, so, um, okay, I, I did not realize that this was this old. 1949. All right. We'll be cushioned. This is not going to be hard to get, I don't think, because it's hard to make a... Uh, it was developed during World War II by a British solicitor. This board game uh, is all about who done it. Clue? Clue. Oh, wow. 1949. You believe that? I yeah, mean, I, I can believe I, that. I just kind of thought it was like made in the that. 80s, like yeah. when we started playing. Professor... Uh, 
Miss Scarlet just looks good for age. Yeah, I guess so. So here's what's crazy about Clue. When it first came out in 1949, it sold for $3. That's, that's pricey back that's then, That's the equivalent it? to $37 now. Yeah. Like, that's a lot for a board game. That's crazy. I don't know. You've been to Target? Uh, well, you know, yeah. things are expensive. So, and all right. it's like the most obscure games you'll play for like three times, you know? <laughs> You're like, done. All right, so 1952. They sell car- cards. It's like the game is just cards, and it's like 40 bucks. <laughs> that's right. So uh, 1952, hoping to get kids to eat the foods they didn't like, inventor George Lerner developed a toy out of a vegetable. The rest is Cabbage history. Patch Dolls? Nope. A toy out of a vegetable? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Potato Mr. Head. Potato but Head. it's not a vegetable. It's not it's a vegetable. It's a starch. You know, and what's interesting about Mr. Potato Head is that the face parts were initially, <laughs> the face parts, that sounds terrible, mm. were initially included as bonus toys in boxes of cereal. That's what you told Christy whenever you first started. I like your face parts. <laughs> I like your face parts. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay, this mm. toy that debuted in 1967 originally retailed at $10. It. What if that was the only clue you gave me? Okay, sorry. 1967, okay. get it? 10 bucks. All right. You, uh, this toy comprised of a grid covered by paper is used by poking holes. Light bright. Yeah. Light yeah. bright. Wow, that's that light old? Bright. Yeah, I know. 67. Yeah, I know, man. $10. So that I had a means light bright. Did you have a light bright? I had a light bright. I've ha- is, I think I've had everything you've listed except for Ag- Raggedy Ann. Uh, these things have long, they make toys like, I mean, these yeah. are still things that kids play with now. Yeah. So well, the crazy thing about a light bright, $10 in 1967 is now $90 for a light bright. Man. That's how much it would be now. Now, don't tell them, but I just bought Joanna and Ezra a light bright for Christmas and it was mm. nine bucks mm. on uh, some Black Friday deals. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. 19. Kind of like the iPad of their day. I guess so. I mean, yeah. it's cool. I mean, yeah. it's fun. 19. Those little pieces that get lost. No, and you yeah, step yeah. on them. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. They're not Legos, Man. but they're still. The, word, the one thing about Lightbright was like once you used the paper, it was done. It wasn't quite as exciting mm-hmm. to like make it anymore. You yeah. Because it had all the holes. So, mm-hmm. all right. 1972. It's not that bright. <laughs> Light. Like, it could be better. Yeah, Lightbright, yeah. get it your could. act together. Yeah. That's why it's only $9. See, had you been a little more proactive and like advancing your technology, you'd be selling that thing for 90 bucks. Uh, that's right. You could have, but mm. you missed out. You needed Steve Jobs as your CEO. That's right. To show people what's possible. Mm-hmm. All right. 1972, Merle Robbins invented Merle. Merle Robbins. Isn't that a great yeah, name that's, of that's an a name. old man mm-hmm. in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Merle Robbins. Uh, <laughs> was he old? I'm assuming. Oh, okay. He eventually um, was old, but he might not have I'm, been I'm old assuming then. he was old. I don't okay. know. I just think of... I don't Merle. know. Yeah. yeah. He Anybody was born, he was born, born like Benjamin Button. Like, <laughs> All right. So Merle Robbins, a barber <laughs> shop. I can't even say that name well. Merle Robbins owned a barber shop and he loved cards. So he invented this game that he originally sold out of his barber shop. Robbins then licensed the rights in 1972 to a funeral parlor owner in Illinois who took this game onto the national stage with spectacular success, almost as spectacular as the colors of the cards. Candyland? Nope. Uno? Card game. Uno, there you go. Wow. Nice, well, yeah. That, that kind of didn't get the connection there. Yeah, Uno. The, Uno, the isn't that origins. crazy? Started as a game guy made up in his barbershop. So, and are the colors really that spectacular? I mean- Are I these your that, words or the words Well, it said people? spectacular success. Okay. So on the fly, I was like, I need to oh, drop okay. another hint about yeah. the cards because okay. there weren't any like specifics. So I just I did come up with the Man, they got all kinds of versions of Uno now. There's the Uno slap, Uno mm-hmm. dare, Uno- Is that when you slap somebody? <laughs> you just slap people. Okay. And then we play spicy Uno because- 
because um, yeah, Alec yeah, and Lucas uh-huh. taught us how to play because they're you know it's like how how their generation plays you yeah, know. So I, I taught played our kids, spicy you know. I like spicy you know. Yeah. Also, we played uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Michael, Alec, and Lucas, and I played uh, because we were at the Florida Bass Convention. So we played one night, and I won all three rounds. I Just saying, a um, little competitive. All right, you. in 1978. All right, these toys are now the standard by which all other toy success and toy franchises are measured based on a movie that was successful in 1977 he man they caught every industry by surprise star wars yes star wars Mm -hmm. star wars to account for the sudden demand of merchandise toy company kenner hastily released a series of puzzles and games however as soon as the 3.75 inch action figures of luke R2-D2, Chewbacca, and Princess Leia hit the shelves. They were gone. They became as popular, if not more popular, than the movie itself. So, Have you ever seen The Toys That Made Us documentary? No, yeah, but it sounds fantastic. Yeah, you should watch it. So these were three bucks when they came out, which mm. is not uh, – I, I looked this up, and I, I didn't write this one down, but I want to say like with inflation, that's like – like thirty something dollars now, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's a lot for an action figure. So you're really would, depressing me about the state of the American economy. I know. I, I would be mm-hmm. saying if these were the today's prices of stuff, my kids would mm-hmm. get an orange mm-hmm. in their stocking. So like, sorry, we're not everybody. <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> All right. So I'm moving on up. 1982. This is the you first. You know what happened in 1982? You were born, and that's born. why I selected this. Okay, thank that's, you. I, I made sure to conclude 1982. And, and, and ET came out. That's right. Phone home. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's what E.T. That sounds like Merle Robbins yeah, saying phone e- home when he was e- like in his 80s. Phone home. Yeah, buy my Uno cards. <laughs> this game's kind of going oh, on man. long. Off people right. are gone. We've lost right, people, but, but it's okay. People. All right, it's here okay. We go. This is so, our therapy. This is the first mass marketed to- toy for girls that gave Barbie a literal run for her money. Coming in like a range. Like she started running? <laughs> Uh, coming in a literal. range of small, tiny plastic Pocket. figurines with long, bright, groomable hair. Each Trolls. animal. Trolls. Each animal. Oh yeah, My Little Pony. My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah. Do you know that there? Do you know what the term is for grown men who are into My Little Pony? Oh, I've seen this. What I can't remember what it is. Bronies. Bronies. That's it's ridiculous. a thing. Is that really? I a met thing? a brony. I met a brony. I, like legit. Like he uh, wasn't like, just doing it for attention. Yeah, he was a part of a church in Tallahassee. He was a brony. Yeah. Mm, mm. Man. Oh man, that's weird, weird. huh? Yeah. I mean, everybody's doing that for attention, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so <laughs> all right, 1983, one my more year. Pony. Uh, not to be outdone with My Little Pony, these dolls took the world by storm after Trolls. appearing on a TV show called Real People in 1980. The storm, Cabbage Patch Dolls, yes, yes. Cabbage Patch. This Cabbage Patch Dolls are what are, are kind of known to be the the first major toy that caused like the Black Friday Christmas shopping okay. stampedes and people fighting yeah. and knocking each other over. All right, so we're gonna go quickly here. Uh, 1986. After the Atari craze had faded a little bit Nintendo. by the mid, yes, Nintendo, mm-hmm. man, Nintendo, 1986. I remember we got that for Christmas, and I thought we we are amazing. So I got the Nintendo. Super Nintendo Super for Christmas Nintendo, yeah. a couple years later. Man, we got Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving to 1996, Tyco well, you Toys quickly. Yeah, so Tyco Toys. Did you skip in... Furby? No, I didn't skip Furby. Oh, okay, it's coming. Okay. All right. Did you skip Tickle Me Elmo? No. Okay. That's what this one is. You already okay. answered. Nineteen ninety-six. It was that late. Nineteen ninety-six. Much younger. Tickle me, Elmo. Okay. All right. Nineteen ninety-eight is Furby. Furby. Since you ruined that, so if you don't know Dude, what Furby Furbies is, Furbies were like 
going for like 250 when they weren't crazy. So this is funny. This, this topic of Furbies came up at the breakfast thing I was just at. And I told the story. So we were in college and one of my friends was dating a girl who was a great, great girl. Uh, and she wow, gave, you were in college then? You're yeah, old. I'm old. <laughs> she gave him a Furby for Christmas. And we were like, dude, she gave you a Furby. Mm. Like that just means she's like ready to get married and just have babies. Like you just, that's just, and it was. And so like a week later he broke up with her. It's oh, like, wow, I can't do wow, this. I'm not ready wow, for this commitment. Wow. We're like, that's a sign. So Furby, uh, be careful with your Christmas gifts, I remember guys, people fighting over babies. Tickle Me Elmo and Man. Furby. Um, and then, uh, Let's see. I think that was it. Okay. And then we're going to close off of this one because I have a feeling that you and Christy had to endure uh, trying to find these in 2014. This cold toy uh, might have you saying, let it go, but audiences everywhere clung feverishly to these toys to give their daughter some kind of frozen toy. Yes. Yeah, frozen yeah. dolls. So Lily, 2014, Lily was not. Yeah. She was like two or three. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so yeah. she didn't care enough. Yeah. Not was even that 2014? 2014, frozen came came out? Out. 2013, it came out. Wow. 2014, the toys you know, I don't feel like there has been like back in the day, Tickle Me Elmo, Furby, like mm-hmm. every year there was something. I, yeah. Cause there's so many options now. Like there's so, like there's just, there's so many cartoons or so many toys. And so there's not just, a big, I don't know. How come you didn't mention Teddy Rupskin? Oh, uh, remember, remember Teddy those? Rubskin? Those were kind of a little creepy. That's so creepy. Those were so creepy. Uh, twenty twenty, it was the baby Grogu, the baby Yoda. People call him, but it's actually oh, Grogu. Yeah. Twenty twenty, okay. like that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but really, there's not like an it toy, like yeah. just one. Now there's lots of PlayStations. People were selling out of PlayStations yeah. one time. It's crazy. So, um, I hope that your Christmas shopping goes a lot better than trying to find some of these toys. I did pretty back good. In the day. You did. I mean, these are fun. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Like I just to think that some of these toys are like a hundred years old and people still playing with them. Lincoln logs. Yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, there's several others that I left out, but, uh, Tinker toys mm. came out in like 19. People still play with those. I guess so. Oh, okay. Rinky Tinker toys. That's from, <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah. Tinker. Toy. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what a song. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Speaking of songs next week, our game is going to be Christmas name that tune. So. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. So uh, hopefully, uh, I'll do as well as you did guessing toys. So, Hey, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.